Welcome to the Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport News. This is episode 108, recorded July 3rd, 2022. I'm your host, Charles Current. And in today's episode, locksmith and wife robbed at gunpoint, Disney security applicant steals R2-D2, mail and car thieves indicted, the unpickable enclave picked, products, meetups, sales, giveaways, and more. You can subscribe to the audio version of the show on most podcast apps and at thelocksportscast.com. You can subscribe to the video version on YouTube, Odyssey, or Apple Podcasts. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. Some apps limit the link to show notes and the ability to post full links, but you can always find full show notes with all the links at thelocksportscast.com. First up this week, we have a story out of Florida, Orlando, Florida. Florida man poses as Disney World cast member, steals $10,000 R2-D2 droid. So the article says that a Central Florida man was arrested after deputies say he posed as a Walt Disney World cast member and took a Star Wars R2-D2 droid in the hopes that Disney security would hire him. He is facing a grand theft charge and a charge of obstruction by false information, according to the arrest affidavit. Orange County Sheriff's deputies say they were called to Disney security. They made contact with the suspect at the Swan Reserve Hotel, and he was wearing beige pants and an orange work vest at the time and displayed a Disney name tag. He reportedly identified himself as David Rogers and said he worked in the receiving division of the Yacht Club Resort. The affidavit states that Disney security stopped him because he was seen by hotel security pushing a cart on the property and it looked suspicious. A security officer offered to help him with the cart, and he said that he appeared confused as to how to get to the loading dock and what the hotel's proper procedures were, and that's when deputies were called. The suspect reportedly told deputies that part of his job is to move items from one location to another, and that his boss's name is James McDaniels. Security said that they have no record of anyone named David Rogers working for Disney and that McDaniels works in California, not Florida. A deputy escorted the suspect to the Yacht Club Resort to retrieve his belongings and driver's license from the employee lockers, but says that the suspect appeared to be lost and confused and failed to open the locker. The deputy then noticed that the suspect had a wallet on him and asked if he had ID in the wallet. He showed him the ID, which revealed his real name, which was not David Rogers. He reportedly admitted to moving the R2-D2 droid from the third floor of the hotel to an unknown location and a game machine because he had an application for a security job pending at Walt Disney World and wanted to, quote, show weaknesses in the security of the resorts in hopes of securing a better paying job at WDW, end quote. The deputy said that the suspect told him he had no intention of taking the items off the property. So we don't know for sure if he's telling the truth or he's just trying to cover his butt because he got caught trying to steal stuff, but pretty dumb move. If you are applying for a security job, you should know that pen testing without permission is a crime. It is breaking and entering. It is theft. It is whatever you happen to do that you don't have permission to do is a crime. So even if he had succeeded, he wasn't getting that job. I guarantee Disney was not going to hire somebody who came in and said, hey, yeah, I'm an applicant for security. I just stole an R2-D2 successfully. Sounds like possibly a made-up story, something to cover his butt in case he got caught. 
Next up, we have a story like many others that I've covered lately. Suspects steal tools and puppy from mobile locksmiths during armed robbery in Romulus, Michigan. The article says that the couple says robbers held them at gunpoint while they stole a new puppy and locksmith equipment. The couple was at an apartment complex for a locksmith job. It is alleged that one of the suspects called for a locksmith service claiming to be locked out of his vehicle. The locksmith agreed to meet the caller, and his wife joined him as she had just left her own job. The couple decided to bring their puppy, a French Bulldog Boston Terrier mix, At around 8.30 p.m., he met with the man who asked about having another car key made for his vehicle. He told the man that he needed to see a license and registration to prove the man owned the vehicle. As he went back to his truck to start the process, the man allegedly stuck a gun in his back. At that point, another man approached the driver's side window and was pointing a gun at his wife. The robbers demanded money and the equipment used to make keys. And when his wife said that she didn't have any money on her, they snatched her dog. A third man then pulled up in a silver Ford Fusion. The two other men got inside and they sped away. So once again, you never know who to trust anymore. But these uh, these jobs where you have to go on site are extremely dangerous. This was reported by multiple news organizations in Michigan, so I'm hoping that this will raise awareness with locksmiths and the general public. But uh, I don't know if I were a locksmith, I think I'd be refusing to go on lockouts right about now. The next, In the next story, four men indicted in Beechwood Shaker Heights male thefts. This is according to court documents sent to me by Jeff Moss. The documents indicate that a federal grand jury returned a nine-count indictment charging four suspects from the Cleveland area in a conspiracy to steal, sell, and purchase 13 vehicles, as well as to rob U.S. Postal Service carriers and steal mail, resulting in a total loss of an estimated $2.7 million. All four defendants were charged with conspiracy. Three of them are charged with additional counts of possession of stolen mail. One is charged with aiding and abetting a robbery of a postal carrier and stealing keys belonging to the U.S. Postal Service and one of them is charged with an additional count of illegal possession of a machine gun. From December 2021 to February 2022, the defendants are accused of stealing and receiving stolen vehicles from a car dealership in Michigan and selling them in Ohio, according to a news release. The indictment states that the defendants used a ProPad to clone keys and targeted the Dodge Durango, Dodge Ram, TRX, Dodge Hellcat, and Audi 8. The case was investigated by the FBI, U.S. Postal Inspection Service, Ohio State Patrol, Ohio Bureau of Motor Vehicles, Cuyahoga County Criminal Investigators, Beechwood Police Department, and Shaker Heights Police Department. The indictment orders the defendants to forfeit all property traceable to proceeds from sale of stolen cars, stolen mail, as well as the Glock 26 that it was modified to fire more than one shot per pull of the trigger. An affidavit filed by a special agent of the FBI on May 26 details the investigation, which entailed the use of cell phone information, internet, and social media. If convicted, defendants could face uh, decades in prison terms and fines. Several of the charges carry a maximum sentence of 10 years in federal prison and a $250,000 fine. Those include the sale or receipt of stolen vehicles, 
illegal possession of a machine gun, aiding and abetting robbery of a postal carrier, and stealing keys adopted for the post office. And the charges of conspiracy to commit sale or receipt of stolen vehicles and possession of stolen mail each carry a maximum sentence of five years in prison and a $250,000 fine. So it sounds like they are actively making progress in some of these cases, which is good to see. Hopefully uh, we see more of that. On that same front for videos this week, we have a video that was put out linked with a couple of different articles by Car Expert titled Stealing Any New Car in Under a Minute Tested with Tools Anybody Can Buy. The description of the video reads, Bought a new car and think it's safe from theft? Think again. We heard that there were tools on the market that would allow a person to steal a car in under a minute in some cases. We wanted to test this out, so we engaged a professional locksmith and brought him a brand new Hyundai i30 and a brand new Toyota Kluger slash Highlander to test his skills using tools bought off the internet. They demonstrate that the locksmith, at least, is able to access websites where he can type in the VIN and get the key code and then just punch in the key code to his nice key cutting machine and cut a new key, as well as using the programmer to program the new key to the car. I'm not sure that the criminals are actively uh, cutting keys in a lot of cases, but they might be. They're stealing a lot of expensive equipment, so hard to say exactly which groups are doing what, but I'm sure some of them are, are doing the whole procedure. Others are breaking windows and sliding in and breaking the ignition off and doing it that way. Still, the old-fashioned way. Interesting video. Might be worth checking out. And a video that definitely is worth checking out is by Georgia Jim, where he picks the unpickable Enclave lock. He is, as far as I can tell, the first to pick the Enclave. To be fair, Jim is very clear that he was able to pick this lock because he knew the key bidding and that it would be extremely difficult and time-consuming to try to pick the lock without knowing the key bidding in advance. But still, it is an amazing feat. And a big, big congratulations to Georgia Jim a very, very talented picker who has done some pretty astonishing picks, including this one. So definitely impressive, Georgia, Jim. Very, very impressive. In other community news, there was a tweet by OzSecCon uh, tweeting some resources that they have, which includes the locksport.net directory, which includes links to a bunch of locksport and lockpicking and security content. So be sure to check that out. I'll have a link to that in the show notes. I'll also have a link to their tweet because in their tweet, it looks like they also have started a Discord and they have a invite link in that tweet. And I saw a new post on the Tool UK site by Zephine, Electromagnetic Field and Brilakcon 2022. I'll leave it to you to read the post. Basically, it's about attending Electromagnetic Field and the fun there, and that Breed Lock Con 2022 was going on at the same time. Um, so this is post the actual events. I did not know about these beforehand to get any, uh, any announcements made. Just to kind of cover what they are, from the website it says, Electromagnetic Field is a non-profit camping festival for those with an inquisitive mind or an interest in making things Hackers, artists, geeks, crafters, scientists, and engineers. 
a temporary town of nearly 3,000 like-minded people, enjoy a long weekend of talks, performances, and workshops on everything from blacksmithing to biometrics, chip tunes to computer security, high-altitude ballooning to lockpicking, origami to democracy, and online privacy to knitting. To help matters along, we provide fast internet, power to the tent, good beer, and amazing installations entirely organized by a dedicated team of volunteers. Actually, sounds like a pretty good time. My kind of, you know, if there weren't so many people, it'd be my kind of thing. Uh, Brie LockCon, also evidently known as the Bristol Lock Convention 2022, is a conference for locksport enthusiasts based in Bristol, organized by some lovely individuals over at the UKLS Forum. And I will have links to the tool post as well as the electromagnetic fields website in the show notes if you want to learn any more about those. Moving on to other conventions and meetups that have yet to take place, we have Aloha 2022 for Aloha Locksmith members, and that is July 24th through the 30th in Vegas, DEFCON 30, August 11th through the 14th, and I will have a link to that as well as a link to the call for volunteers in the show notes if anybody is planning on attending. LockCon 2022 is the 25th through the 28th of August in Barlow, and the ISSA LA's Summit 12 is taking place in Southern California from September 20th through the 22nd, and there will be several speakers, including Divina Olaf, for physical security keynote on the 21st, so might be worth checking that out. St. Con in Provo, Utah, from October 25th through the 28th, with, of course, Deviant Olaf, Stephanie Snow Carruthers, and Jason Eastreet as the keynotes this year. Be sure to check that out. And moving on to new products, there were a couple of videos this week that came out about the Lockmaster Jackknife pick set that they just released. Uh, one was by Locknoob, and one was by uh, Lockmaster themselves. So the description of the product from their website says... What makes the Lockmaster pocket knife pick set different from others already on the market? Handy design, choice of colors, blue or black, seven picks, one extractor, and two clamping tools. Picks in 0.6 millimeter material. The material consists of ABS plastic as well as a clip, spring, and picks made of hardened stainless spring steel. Screws have a hexagon socket on both sides for easier opening unique locking mechanism no screws are needed you can simply push the lever to get the picks out select the pick you want and let it click into place to close simply push the lever in again and stow the pick clip for your pocket or belt to prevent losing it and have it ready in hand even faster and the clip can also be detached if desired links to the product and the videos in the show notes a listener called McTilgon. He sent a pronunciation thing, but I probably still screwed it up. Uh, sent in information about a book that he found interesting called The Midnight Lock. Uh, he says, I'm in the middle of reading the latest Jeffrey Deaver novel in the Lincoln Rhyme series. The best known book from the Lincoln Rhyme series is The Bone Collector from 1997 and the 1990 film of the same name. His latest book, is called The Midnight Lock and features an antagonist who is a lock picker. Trigger warning, while it appears as though the author has made a decent attempt at research into lock picking for the book, 
He has confused Rake and Hook, so readers will hear a lot about Rakes in this book. The book also appears to use fictional lock model names, though it does throw some love out there for the Medico. Locksporters may be interested in picking this up for a holiday read. And he says, naturally, the use of an antagonist who can get into people's locked homes is for thriller or scare effect, so readers shouldn't take the depiction too seriously. Looking up the book on Amazon, it says Lincoln Rhyme and Amelia Sachs search for a criminal whose fascination with breaking locks terrorizes New York City. A woman awakes in the morning to find that someone has picked her apartment's apparently impregnable door lock and terrifyingly rearranged personal items, even sitting beside her while she slept. The intrusion, the police learn, is a message to the entire city of carnage and death to come. Lincoln Rhyme and Amelia Sachs are brought in to investigate and soon learn that the brilliant, psychopathic intruder who calls himself the locksmith can break through any lock or security system ever devised. With more victims on the horizon, Ryman Sachs and their stable of associates have to try and follow the evidence to the man's lair and discover what his true mission might be. Their hunt for the locksmith is interrupted when an internal investigation in the police force uncovers what seems to be a crucial mistake in one of Ryman's previous cases. He's fired as a consultant for the NYPD and confronts the hard choice of risking jail by investigating the locksmith case in secret. The Midnight Lock is, like all Deaver's novels, a roller coaster that takes place over just a few days' time, features surprise after surprise, and offers a fascinating look at the esoteric world of locks and lockpicking. I will have a link to a description of the book in the show notes. In Lockpickers United Belts this week, we have a couple of new brown belts. We have Gravitron Games and Pick and Rick, who both apparently earned their brown belt this week. So congratulations to both of you. We also have a post from Norlin about the latest black belt stats on de- on the Discord and Reddit. So the current count on Discord is white belts 178, yellow belts 305, orange 603, green 355, blue 186. Purple, 100, brown, 51, red, 48, and black, 93. And then on the Reddit, which quite often has a lot of uh, carryover from the Discord, just keep that in mind. A lot of people have accounts on both. We have white belts, 970, yellow belts, 1,590, orange belts, 2,026, green belts, 713, blue, 252, purple, 108, brown, 52, red, 45, and black, 89. For a total of 5,845 people participating in the Reddit belt system, interesting that we have 93 black belts in Discord, but only 89 in Reddit, so there's not a complete carryover there. Same with red belts. For anyone not already familiar with the Lockpickers United belt system, there are links in the show notes to the rules as well as some videos describing how the system works. It's a fun game that helps you progress through the challenge of lockpicking in an orderly way and uh, advance at a steady pace, so I recommend people give it a try. With that, I'd like to say thank you to the people that made this episode possible. 
Those include the Patreon subscribers. We have Jimmy Longs, Medler, Pandafrog, Michael Gilchrist, Starlock, Williams Brain, Dave To Be Deciphered, Lee Bonds Locksport Journey, Pat from Uncensored Tactical, Three Reckons in a Coat, Terrell, Dr. Hogmaster, Clayton Howard, aka Cool Tune, Mog, John Locke, Rat Yoke, Mr. Picker, Cranky Lockpicker, JHB Picking, Bare Bones Lockpicking, Deadbolt Cafe, NWA Lockpicker, and Snake. It's getting to be quite a long read. I appreciate all of you. Chief content producer for this episode is I Fisk. Other content producers are Albert LaBelle, Artichoke2000, Barebones Lockpicking, Jarrell, Dark Arts Lockpicking, Even Fleur, Goose7732, Holly, Jeff Moss, Joe Picks, Joshua Gonzalez, Kicks Picks, Locked Out, aka Free Diver72, McTilga, Michael Gilchrist, Tiger Trav, and Tony Vrelli. Thank you to all of you. You make this show possible because without all that information that you send in for these stories, I wouldn't have time to keep the show going. So thank you very much for your support. And remember that the show is only possible because of that support and the information sent in by the community. So if you are listening to the show and you value this podcast, please help support it by sending in news, links, events, giveaway information, anything you have that you think the community would benefit from knowing or would just enjoy knowing. You can send it to podcast at the locksportscast.com or any of the other methods listed in the show notes. I admit I'm not as good about checking some of them as I should be, and I might get them a week late uh, sometimes. But uh, I always do try to go through and check them. Don't forget to share this podcast with your lockpicking friends. Um, You can leave a review, comment, thumbs up, whatever the platform of your choice allows. Don't forget to subscribe on your platform of choice. And if you want, you can donate on PayPal or subscribe on Patreon if you want to help financially. Not required, but always appreciated. You can find all the different ways to support the show at thelocksportscast.com slash support. If you support the show with donation or information I use in the show, I will give you credit in the show and in the show notes, just like the people I just shared above. Remember that I'm always looking for interesting stories about things that happen to people during their journey through locksport or because they're in locksport or the locksmithing or physical security uh, world. Always good to share those with the audience. So if you have one that you'd like to have shared, send it in. You can also send feedback about the show, things you like, things you don't like. You can uh, have that confidential or public. If you want it public, if you want me to share it on the show, just remember to keep it reasonable length, polite, work family safe, no politics and not just no politics and not just drama. I'm talking too fasting, tripping over my words. Moving on to sales. So Southord, in addition to their sale items page that we've discussed the last couple of weeks, they also have a July sale and they say it's time for our annual July sale as a special thank you to our customers from July 1st through the 24th. We are offering a 25% discount off all products. Just use the code Patriot 22 in the discount field at checkout to apply the discount. And Lockpicking Lawyers Covert Instruments is having their Independence Day sale. The sale runs from the 1st through the 7th while supplies last. I'll have a link to the sales page in the show notes. You can also just go over to his channel and get that information over there. I'm sure most of you probably already have already. Lockpick Shop announced on Twitter that they now have a 4th of July sale. 15% off store-wide includes clearance and on-sale items but not multi-pick. Those are excluded. The code is FREEDOM22, and it expires Monday, July 5th at midnight Pacific. That is confusing the way it's worded because Monday is the 4th, so technically it's at midnight 
just after Monday, it would appear. Anyway, link in the show notes, of course. Bare Bones Lockpicking. Use the discount code HVLogic10, uh, which excludes Law Lock Tools products, but is good for everything else, and it expires on July 31st. If you're over at lockpickmall.com, you have a choice of three discount codes. Dark Arts Lockpicking has the code DARKVIP, Albert LaBelle has the code ALBERT, and Joe Picks has the code Joe Picks. So pick your favorite and use that code if you're over at lockpickmall.com. If you're over at 3D Locksport looking for 3D printed Locksport gear, you can get 10% off the code LSCAST10. If you're shopping at makolocks.com, you can get 15% off with the code by Mako. If you're at uklockpickers.co.uk, you can get 10% off with the code GIP. Moving on to giveaways, KixPix is celebrating 100 subscribers with the KixPix 100 giveaway. The description says, finally, the giveaway video is here. A handmade pick with the Kix profile in a Phoenix handle plus elegant wood box and Eva EPS XP lock. Rules for applying. Be, sh- be a subscriber to the channel or follower on Instagram. Make a video answering one or more of my following questions. A. How did you get into lock sport and why? B. A lock that is important to you and why? Or C. A tool or pick that you love, purchased, made, or was were gifted, and why is that tool or pick important to you? Use the hashtag kickpicks100 in your video or comment. Be a lock sporter or locksmith that, and never use a tool for any illegal purpose. And only pick locks that are yours and that are not in use. Keep lock sport legal. Enjoy and good luck. It says in the video that it lasts for one month and that video was posted uh, at the end of June. So I'm guessing it runs to like the 30th of July. So somewhere in there. So be sure to check that out. The pick is absolutely gorgeous. Amazing work by Kicks Picks, of course. And then we have the hashtag free diver 72 giveaway for 100 subs appreciation. And that one ends on the 15th of July. And a video link will be in the show notes. Knox Locks is doing multiple giveaways. Um, the one that he was just running ends July 4th. So you probably won't be able to enter that one. By the time you hear this, but I thought I would include it anyway, just for those people who get the episode a little bit early, just in case you forgot to enter, be sure to get entered in that one. And everyone should stay tuned for announcements of his next upcoming giveaway, because it says he's doing 13 bi-weekly peaking on Halloween. So stay tuned for the rest of them. CLK Supplies does a weekly hashtag LockBoss giveaway. And uh, they always have lots of really cool prizes over there. So if you're into giveaways, check those out. And thank you for tuning in. And remember that this show is only possible because of the support of the community. So if uh, you value the show, keep sending in your information. Nothing is too big or too small. I don't get as much time to check for information as I really should since I'm running a podcast. So I really rely on the rest of you to send me in those details. I really I appreciate and love you all. Thank you so much for continuing to listen and remember to keep it legal. 